Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our show about the things we love and the things we hate and the things we love to hate. Yay! Yay. This week, we have a lot of shit that we love to hate, or at least I do, about I this one particular thing. We both do. I, I, This is like the sweet spot because I hate so many things about the thing this shows to be, and I also love several things, but not yes. because the show made me love it. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I have just so many thoughts. But first, um, I think it's time for Kirstie and Kelsey's Quarantine Corner. Quarantine Corner <laughs> update! <laughs> what do you got? I don't know. <laughs> yeah? Um... <laughs> I'm currently working on three computers while we record. Is that anything? <laughs> then, sure. <laughs> anything can be a quarantine corner. It's a quarantine corner update. <laughs> um, we cut down some trees in my yard. You did? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, part of the issue here is I can't remember any further back than about three hours at any given time. So. <laughs> Same. It's fine. Everything is totally fine. <laughs> um, my quarantine corner update, also home improvement related, is that... Oh, yes. Kirstie, there's been a murder. Oh, yes. The murderer was me. <laughs> yep. The victim was my lime green bathroom. <laughs> yes! This is so satisfying and so topical. It sure is. Guys, this- I painted my bathroom today. It was horrible. But it is no longer lime green after two years of living with a lime green. Has it been that bathroom. long? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's almost October, isn't it? It sure is. Time flies when you're quarantining. <laughs> That's true. Oh my god, you've spent like a quarter of your time as a homeowner. Trapped literally. In your- <laughs> trapped in Everything's totally great and normal. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, My quarantine corner update is <laughs> submit your your request for your absentee ballot or yeah, your vote by that. mail ballot and do text banking. Kelsey, that was never your quarantine corner update, but Kelsey did text no. banking. Yeah, I was doing it today, actually. And, oh, my God. Good for you. <laughs> And you guys should, too. Kelsey was really good at it. It's, like, pretty fun if you don't care what people say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, if you can't handle people, like, telling you to fuck off, then maybe it's not the place for you. But, like, if you're fine with that, then it's pretty fun. You can talk to some people who are interesting. I helped someone in Arkansas find information about the, their local election and their local ballot issues yesterday that's amazing so that was great that's not good part of the job description but it was like let me google this for you yeah that's awesome 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, do that and fill out your census if you haven't already. And make everybody you know <laughs> fill out your census immediately. <laughs> answer the door when the census people come to your house. Yeah, if a census worker comes to your house, answer the door and be very nice to them. Or at a minimum, just give a pop count and then let them leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's quite a quarantine corner update. Yes. It just, I would it, say. It, because we got to the thing where we said it was October, it suddenly occurred to me that it's almost October. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. what that actually means in practice. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I had a flashback to listening to a podcast about politics that reminded people that it was like 52 days to the election. So that's how we ended sure up here. Is. So do yeah. those action items. Be good citizens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There you go. I got that. That's our system that we bring into (laughs) your life. (laughs) You have to have a system. You have to have a system. Um, (laughs) Anyway, one thing that I did this week for some reason is watched every episode of Get Organized with the Home Edit. Oh my god, you watched more than one episode? I've watched all of them. Okay, can I go ahead and file a gripe right the fuck now? Yeah. Every episode of the show is so long. They're 40 minutes. It was long. I I honestly thought that I had w- somehow let it autoplay and watched two episodes until the credits came on, and mm-hmm. it said something about Reese Witherspoon, and I was like, are you fucking trying to tell me right now that this was one single episode? So I watched this when I was power hour knitting a blanket. Okay, that I can accept. A very quick span of time, so I needed something to just like be there. It's Mm -hmm. actually very good knitting TV. That I could see. I stand by that. And so it didn't feel as long to me, but I was actually a little surprised to see when I looked it up that they were 40 minute episodes because I kind of thought they were 30. I was expecting them to be like 20. Mm. I was expecting this to be like. Not a big deal. And it was I mean, each so long. segment is roughly 20, so... Yeah. Because there's, like, usually two people. Two subjects. And each one gets half the episode. Maybe I did watch two episodes. Is Reese Witherspoon <laughs> an executive producer or some shit? Yes, she okay. is. Okay. Alright. So that's what happened there. So you watched two. I did watch two episodes. Okay. Uh, that, I'm not gonna lie, that is a huge relief. <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, where the fuck do these people get off trying to put four people in a single episode? I was like, who greenlit this shit? That is not an acceptable format. Absolutely no. not. How goddamn exhausting. All right. I'm glad we solved this mystery right off the bat for you. <laughs> it's as fine. much as we firmly believe that every episode of a TV show should be at least seven hours long. (laughs) (laughs) That would be extreme. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to format. (laughs) Because we kind of got into it. Because now we're into format. Right. I do have thoughts about the format, though. Yeah. The show is about home organizers who got famous on Instagram Mm -hmm. who have a bit like a home organizing business and they do two part episodes 
And one part is they go and organize for a famous person. And then the second part is they go and organize for a quote unquote regular person, but it's clearly a contest winner and not someone who's just hired them. Yep. And they have a system that involves an edit and a goals and something, something product, maybe. No, hold on. They say product like 7,000 times. (laughs) I have a theory as to how they like came to be famous based on the way they talk, because they remind me of every store manager I had during my time in retail. Mm -hmm. So I think these chicks were probably just like, Urban Outfitter store managers or anthropology store managers or <laughs> something of the like. Yeah. Who just got really into organizing and now here we are. Here we are. And um, happened to anyway. live in LA. Like, that's the trick. No, they live in Nashville. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. That's just as bad. There's a system. Are you it's sure they live parts. in Nashville? Yeah, they're based in Nashville. Because they looked like they were in a hotel room every morning. Yeah, in L.A. Oh. 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 <laughs> Context is <Wow>. helpful. <laughs> <laughs> what did I watch? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they follow these organizing steps. We only remember half of them. It doesn't really matter. Their process I- is very loose. I'm trying to uh, find them. Kirstie's going to find them. And then on one of her seven screens... And then they basically do the thing, there's a reveal, and then that's the end. Yes, basically. Yeah. Why Did is you it find not... it yet? No, I mean, their website is really poorly designed. Okay, it's literally four steps. It's, it can't be that hard for us to find. <laughs> it's... I know there's an edit. I know there's Edit goals. is the first step. And I know that yep. they said it multiple times. Basically, their philosophy is that everything should be organized in a color array, which is not incorrect, but it's also insufferable. Okay, I have thoughts. Okay. Um, um, their Instagram. Oh, here it is. Here it is. It's okay. edit, categorization, containment, and focus. So that's a little different than the ones that they put up there. So let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, something like that. It doesn't yes, matter. It really doesn't. Their yeah, their system is like loosely contain all the things you have, make sure everything has a place. Yes. Make sure it works for your life and isn't just like for looks, but I have qualms with that and then their mm-hmm. execution. And then like organized by a certain theme. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And buy a lot of shit from Container Store. Buy every item at Container Store. We're going to go so deep into this because this is where I have lots of thoughts and feelings and anecdotes. But really, their system is not manageable if you can't just casually roll up to Container Store on a Sunday and drop $400 unannounced. Yeah, and like... We'll be upfront about this, that Kirstie and I love a container store. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not saying that I have not spent an insane amount of money over the course of my life at Home Goods and Container Store on small plastic boxes to hold my shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying 
I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so I want to start by comparing this to Marie Kondo's show. Okay, great. I and love that. her system, because that was sort of my benchmark for mm-hmm. organization shows on Netflix <laughs> and also organization like systems. So can I just say, which may be a slightly different take than yours, that I think that the two systems are literally exactly the same, except one is driven by like, one is like an internal motivation, the other is an external motivation. I think that's interesting and not wrong. <laughs> like there, there are distinctions between the two that I think are important. But I think, I think the motivation piece is absolutely right. I think the thing that's that makes me say that they're basically the same is they both start with some amount of purging. Like, that's the idea of the edit stage, is that you're supposed mm-hmm. to edit your belongings, I guess, by getting rid of some. Yeah. I mean, I think that lingo probably just came about because they wanted it to be cute and snappy when mm-hmm. they tried to commercialize it. But, um... There's a a certain amount of purging. The whole philosophy is built on, like, only keeping items that are important to you for whatever reason and giving them a defined space and then containing them so that it has, like, a more minimalist look. Yeah. Like, Marie Kondo is big on, uh, not minimizing, well, minimizing, but what I meant to say is on containing. Mm-hmm. putting shit in boxes. Okay. But for her, she's like she her method doesn't rely as heavily on container store. Right. She's like more about making do with what you already have in the house and making your existing belongings work for you. Whereas these guys are trying to take your existing belongings and add new belongings to them that will make them prettier and shinier and rainbow colored right and then that'll make it acceptable so i broke it down into four categories when i was thinking about this okay and i was like who wins each of these categories okay great personality i think home edit as a brand has a better personality based on them being more casual and like less of a spiritual process okay for for me (laughs) okay like, I had a hard time with Marie Kondo, like, taking it so seriously. Like, and, so emotional. Yeah, and doing the, like, not, like, the, I don't care if things spark joy or not, like, whatever, but, like, having to thank everything you have, like, I think just a lot of that. I think sparking joy is a more effective shorthand than editing, because I think it, like, I think with the edit, they are taking, like, a pragmatic view of why you need this thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it all comes down to the same thing. The whole point for both of them is that you either have the stuff or the space. And if you have too much stuff, then you don't have space. Yeah. So you got to make a choice. And I think that's the fine. edit is less uh, harsh. Like Marie Kondo wants you to throw out everything. But on this show, from what I saw, like they did not throw out very much. No, in they almost didn't. any situation. But they complained that people didn't throw things out. Well... It's a weird process to me because they have the person there for, like, half an hour to identify a couple of things that they would throw out. And then they basically guess, based on that conversation, what else would be thrown away. And then they just put it into a box that's like, you can decide later. And you know that box is just going to sit in their garage 
forever. So it's not really as effective as Marie Kondo, like, holding your hand and saying, put this in a garbage bag. Like, yep. Yep. <laughs> I think Edda is definitely, a, like, a lighter touch. But I think sparking joy is more defined. So if you're the person trying to decide, I, I think yeah. that's more effective. Yeah. So that, I think, is almost like a tie, like a pro and con. Well, I, I don't know. It's a personal choice, I think. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> so then I thought about approachability and system, which kind of go hand in hand. But specifically approachability, Marie Kondo, I think, is a more reasonable solution for more people. Mm-hmm. Maybe not fully, but... Her, like you said, her system does not require you to dump a ton of money at the container store. Like, yep. you can do this no matter how much money you make. Mm-hmm. Like, you probably have things you can throw away. Yep. <laughs> and you can fold things. Yep. <laughs> and you can make them look nice, and you can use shoe boxes that you already have to contain things. Yeah, most people have, like, random small boxes kicking around or know where to find random small yeah. boxes. Like, my main takeaway from watching all eight episodes of the home edit is like if I had unlimited budget at a container store, I could make my home look organized too. But (laughs) yeah, really the biggest thing that I have come to understand in my adulthood. And I, I have a couple of like crystallizing moments of this is that really the only reason that rich people's houses look nice is because they have enough money to pay people to clean up after them and pay for storage. Mm-hmm. I remember when my husband and I were house hunting, we went to this house in this, like, fancy neighborhood that was selling for, like, 650000 And we were... It's this massive house. It was probably, like, 3,000 square feet or something. And I was going through one of the rooms, and the real estate agent came up and was, like, asking us questions. And I think this guy was a moron, because he honestly <laughs> looked at my husband and I and thought we were there for real, and not just, like, for kicks. Like, as if we fit into the demographics of that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But he said something that had something to do with the general cleanliness of the house. And I made some joke about how I would need a Google calendar to keep it all straight. And he goes, well, of course you'll have a cleaning service. Right. And I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> I meant a Google calendar for my cleaning service. <laughs> What? <laughs> right. And this was like that, except with buying shit at the container store. Right. Like, if you can buy a million plastic boxes and then find the time or the assistant to put all of your shit in those million tiny boxes, then right. this will work great. Right. So, Yeah. I mean, I think home edit is, like, a nice idea, but harder in practice. So I think yes. Marie Kondo won on both system and approachability for me. Yes. But then I have mixed thoughts about this, but in terms of adaptability of that system, it's possible that home edit's general idea of having a system that works for you and not a Marie Kondo system that works, this system works for everyone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that is a little bit easier to achieve. So, like, the idea that you should group things 
in you know in a way that makes sense for you yes <laughs> is an adaptable thing that you can take away whether or not you go to a container store right <laughs> you know and i feel like marie kondos was just a little bit more rigid in the way that she wanted you to like put the you know have things a certain way and follow a certain system even i looked up i don't know i got some clickbait the other day that was like a 30-day calendar to organize your house or whatever for Marie Kondo. So I was just curious, so I clicked on it. And it was the first day was like, think about all of your things. <laughs> like, no, this is not for me. <laughs> and, like, every day was very rigid and, like, this was the day you deal with, like, paper goods. And I'm like, well, what if I don't have paper goods? Like, what do I do? <laughs> so... I don't know. Home edit to me seemed like there were a few more nuggets that you could take away and do what you will with them. Yeah. But that was kind of where I landed between the two. I get the same read, except I don't feel like home edit has more nuggets you can take away because it is more generalized. So, like, I do remember watching Tidying Up and being like, why do you need to have a paper day? Like, I don't want to have a paper day. Right. I mean, I do have a fair amount of paper in my house, but not enough to justify a paper day. Yeah. It's like a regular task or whatever, but not like, let's sit and go through. Or like a books day. Like, what if you just don't don't have a lot of books? I don't want a books day. (laughs) Right. And like, the books we have are the books that we are going to keep, which is why we have the books. Otherwise, you just get the book at the library. Right. So, I feel like home edit is more vague in a way that I think is fine when you have a professional doing it for you. But I think for like the average person, it may not make as big of a difference. Yeah. Because it isn't as rigid. That's fair. So I have two specific issues with home edit that I want to talk about. Yes. (laughs) Some examples. (laughs) One of them is their rainbow array Mm. for Mm -hmm. literally everything. And it looks nice. It's wildly impractical. So impractical. And you know what? It looks awful on their Instagram. I'm sorry, but their Instagram is almost impossible to look at because it's too much rainbow. (laughs) This show did feel like an Instagram fever dream and like it's aggressive. It's like too much cricket font. It's too much. Mm vinyl it's too much rainbow and like i have a cricket i like a rainbow array like i'm i'm that that bitch like we've all been there but it's too much it's a it's a lot it's too much and the things that i don't understand are like they harp specifically on keeping your books yeah in rainbow order no and like what do you do what do you do with Harry Potter? Right. <laughs> Every spine is a different color. Are you just going to have them all over the place in your shelves? Or are you going to keep them all together because they go together? I've had that thought so many times. Like, who it's is... It's very stressful to how, me. <laughs> if you want to look at your books, who is sitting there being like, oh, yes, this book I want to read. I definitely remember what color it was. And they're like, yeah, kids really gravitate towards this, and they can always put things away, and they always go for whatever book is the color on the spine. I'm like, no. 
Who's going to do this? No. They're going to put it wherever they want, and then yep. you're going to be the one sitting there being like, let me organize this by color again. Yeah, let me tell you what children don't give a fuck about, and it's your right. organizational system, no matter how visually appealing. <laughs> <laughs> I did laugh. There's an episode where they do the playroom for Neil Patrick Harris's kids, and mm-hmm. they take all of their Legos, and they organize them by color. <laughs> Who's organizing Legos by color? That's not how you build things. That's li- like that's literally not how you play with the, with the Legos. No, and they spend like half the episode being like, oh my god, we haven't started the Legos yet. It's going to be such a big project. Why, are, why haven't we started the Legos? I'm like, don't that's do not, the Legos. There are like, this is where they could really use some like guest organizers i guess but like there are literally people who have made instagram fame on how they organize their legos like this is like a thing that's real and i don't think that's how you do it Mm. pretty sure it's by like size and shape and shit yeah right (laughs) so yeah my issue with the rainbow that's that's the main issue Let's move on to talking about specifically when they, I don't think you watched one of these, when they do the fridges. Ooh, I know that they do fridge organizing. I have one of their blog posts open about it right now because I have questions. Refrigerator organizing is a very big deal to me, and I have a particularly bad refrigerator, and I have been lied to by every single organizational method ever suggested for a refrigerator. So please talk to me about this because, wow. Okay, so this is not going to help you. Great. I would love to be mad about it. I like being angry about people lying to me about refrigerators. All right. Let me tell you why I hate this. Okay. They will, if you hire them, they will take your fridge. (laughs) Yes. According to the show. I don't know about real life. They'll take your fridge and they'll take your freezer and they'll look at all the shit you have in your fridge and freezer and they'll group it. They'll do the same process they always do. So they'll throw out anything that's bad. They'll take all your like popsicles and put them together and they'll take all your i don't know like fucking cinnamon rolls and put them together <laughs> so this so you're paying them like 300 dollars an hour to organize the food in your fridge today right so then they find the perfect containers at container store to hold your three packages of refrigerated cinnamon rolls yeah in like a little fucking spinny thing whatever yep. They make that fridge look beautiful mm-hmm. with the things you currently have purchased. <laughs> There's no fridge. conversation of like, here is what I typically buy at the grocery store. This is what like a week's menu might look like at my house. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> like the second you've got a leftover, what the fuck? Are you what are you going to do? What are you going to do about it? And not only, like, does everything have a space because that's easy, but everything has a plastic box. Yes. So this so, has like, been my beef with refrigerator organizing gonna, like, methods. What if you put a cake in there? Yep. Or a chicken? Yep. Like, w- now you've got to move these big plastic boxes around? Yep. This has exactly been my issue when I have tried to organize my... I've had two refrigerators that I consider as being, like, my grown-up refrigerators. And this has been my issue with both of them, is you get all the little containers and you, like, set up your milk and your butter and your eggs and your leftovers and your lunch packing choices and whatever. 
And then, yeah, you think, I'm going to roast a fucking chicken this weekend. I have no space for it to thaw. Right. Or we had a barbecue and now we have too many leftovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I washed my fridge out, I don't know, a week ago. Uh-huh. And I assigned every shelf, like, this is the shelf we can put meat on. And this is the shelf we can put condiments on. And, yep. like, to me... That's a more practical system. <laughs> yes, that's how I do it. And unfortunately, the system is only as good as the people using it. So when one person yeah. designs a system and there are more than one pe- pers- there's more than one person, wow, yep. in yep. the house using the fridge. It's challenging. You, you open yourself up to some risk uh-huh. in terms of the sustainability of the system. Yeah. Maybe my favorite thing that they did on the home edit, and I'm being completely facetious about this, is they... <laughs> Did a freezer, and this, it was some famous person, doesn't matter, they had a lot of popsicles and, like, ice cream bars, because they said they really liked ice cream bars and popsicles. So, they took the packaging from each variety that she had in her freezer, Mm -hmm. and they cut out the picture, and they put it on the plastic boxes... So, like, your skinny cow ice cream bars would go in this container, and your crunch bar ones would go in this container. So, like, not only do you have inflexible containers, you also have them assigned to one specific product that you happen to have in your freezer that day. So, like, if I'm going through a, like, crunch bar phase, and then, like, next week I'm suddenly really into, like, Klondike bars. Yeah, you can't put them in that container because it's not labeled for them. (laughs) or you just have to like cut out new labels every time like right no thank you it just seems like i mean everything they're doing is just for that one like photo and not for practical life for the most related to that i didn't realize that these were the fuckos who did this but i remember there was like a whole internet thing when chloe kardashian had someone like organize her house mm-hmm. and because she did like an instagram live or some shit mm. and it turns out it was these people because mm-hmm. they show the pictures of the infamous cookie jars in like all of the montages on the mm. netflix show and the reason that these jars got famous on the internet is because it's these big huge glass jars and they put the cookies it's like oreos and shit in around all around the perimeter and they stack them so that they're slightly offset all the way up around in a spiral and it's it's very lovely but again it's like who the fuck is doing this other than somebody who has enough money to pay an assistant like 16 dollars an hour to sit in their kitchen once a week and stack oreos right <laughs> I, I thought it was a good example too i think it was like might have been one of the ones you watched. They had this person who called them back, who was a fashion Yes, I person. watched this one. And she was like, you made my closet really nice, but my job means I keep getting more clothes, and I don't have any room to put them. And they were like, wow, what a conundrum. Yep. And it's like, well, obviously you have to like leave room for people to get more shit if that's their <laughs> job. Like That seems like it's part of the brief from the get-go, no? Like- but also... She had the smallest closet for somebody who knows her job is to get new stuff every collection. Yeah, like, you need to open up a room. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Like, a whole wing of your house. Um, Yeah. 
This is the thing for me. I realized a few years ago while standing in someone's house that the only difference between, like, rich people and hoarders is, like, the size of their home. Right. Because rich people have too much shit. And we Mm -hmm. all sit around, we all as a society, sit around making fun of hoarders. But really, the only reason it's noticeable that they have too much shit is because their houses are small and disorganized. Right. But, like, Rachel Zoe definitely had more shit in her closet than some of the subjects of various episodes of Hoarders. Yeah. But it's Chanel, so it's okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, on a positive note, I did come away from this show thinking about my kitchen and my challenges with my kitchen, (laughs) mainly that I don't have a pantry. Oh, sure. You do have a lot of cabinets, though. Lots of cabinets, but they're kind of challenging and small yeah. in their own way. And they're all mostly full. You'll have so, to start designing zones within your cabinets. Like, you need to have, like, a, a themed cabinet. We do have themed cabinets, but I've been thinking about, like, how I want to move one drawer to another drawer and, mm. like, adjust the purposes of certain cabinets. And then I was also thinking about how, like... We buy cereal in bulk, and it actually might be worth getting a plastic thing for my cereal so yes. it doesn't just sit in the bag, like, out. So I have started doing that. I also I do have a pantry. I sort of have three pantries, but my space is super challenging because <laughs> I have two closets in my kitchen. One of them has a chimney in the middle of it, and the other one is just, yep. like, really small. And then I have a huge pantry, but it's in the basement. So yeah. we buy all of our shit in bulk. And keep Mm -hmm. it in the basement pantry. And then I started getting glass containers so that I could fill just the container and put it in the pantries upstairs. Which was, like, kind of effective, but really for it to work well, I need to be editing more often, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's the maintenance part of the system. I think I need to pick and choose what I would want to do that with. But something like cereal made sense to me. There's definitely a learning curve. Like, I have certain things where, like, when I ran out in that container, I didn't restock it. Yeah. I, like, found a different storage mechanism for it. Right. And then, like, I know in some places, like, I have a closet that holds all my cleaning supplies and I got plastic bins for them and it made it a better situation. So, like, the concept isn't wrong. It's the execution that's wrong. Well, no, and like everything, it's... It really is, like, it depends on the exact space and the exact stuff you're trying to store. And as they alluded to in at least one of the episodes, like, your personal habits. Yeah. Because the systems also don't work if you're not going to adhere to it. So, like, we have these big open shelves in... My kitchen has, like, this weird eat-in area that's too small to actually use as an eat-in. Yeah. So we got these big open shelves and I have a big basket system for anything that's not a kitchen appliance and it's working spectacularly. Yeah. But I tried a basket system in a couple other places in my house. Like we have these shelves underneath the peninsula on our Island. And I tried to turn that into a toy shelf with a basket system. Absolute failure. Yeah. Those shelves are fucking nightmare. (laughs) Yes. In part because of their placement, but also just, you know, for a lot of other reasons. Yeah. 
So, like, you could make the Instagram once, and then it wouldn't be worth it ever again. Yeah, exactly. And I did that. Like, you remember my snaps when I did, like, the first big mm-hmm. um, redo of that area. It was yeah. so beautiful, and all my toys were so nicely lined up, and there were, like, little interest areas and, like, nice little baskets, and it was all neatly labeled. And most of the time, it's just, like, a big pile of shit. <laughs> right. Like, things you access frequently can't really be done in a basket system, I don't think. I don't either. Especially, like, all these ones have lids, and then they stack, so you've got to take one off to get into the other one. It's a lot of energy. like, baby clothes, like, socks underneath something else. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Even I know that. Absolutely (laughs) not. No. The most you can handle when it's a child is, like, drawers. Yeah. We've tried a lot of different systems to organize my kid's dresser. And you can use a drawer divider, and that's yep. about the most. Yep. We got those, like, square dividers that have, like, all the little tiny holes in them. And yeah. for a while, we were, like, rolling up her pants and shirts and putting them in there. And it was fine. It worked. But also, it only works when they're little. Yeah. Right. It's not a sustainable solution. It's not sustainable, no. <laughs> Yikes. I mean, maybe um, if, if, like, you have a stay-at-home caregiver. Sure. But if you're trying to, like, get the laundry in the drawer in the 15 minutes between dinner and bedtime, then, like, yeah, not, like, not happening. it's not going to happen. Under nope. either system, the right. condo method doesn't work either. No. No. But I would much rather take a box I already own try to, like, half-roll some stuff and put it in a drawer, then go to container store, buy a little cubby with a lid on it, take it down off a shelf, put it in there in rainbow order. Yeah. I (laughs) think the, like, the middle ground that we are finding in our house is that something like that works when you have a lot of containers in different shapes and sizes already on hand so that you can, like, organize on the fly. Yeah. Because most people don't have the opportunity to do an entire overhaul. Right. But if like, you I'm can... thinking about moving one of my kitchen drawers over that's, like, for general utensils. And mm-hmm. so I have to think in advance about, like, what exactly will go in there. And then when I go to container store or order or whatever, yep. like, what exact sizes will fit and the arrangement of it. <laughs> yeah, It's not like I'm just, like, going to blindly go in there and buy, like, seven different types of product. <laughs> <laughs> But once you start, like, if you do enough of it and start getting, like, enough of a system in each room, then you can start to figure out what kinds of containers work in a certain Mm -hmm. area. Yeah. And so we try to keep, like, a certain amount in a closet. We have, like, a dedicated product closet, if you will, using their lingo. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And, uh, you know, when we have some random shit we don't know what to do with, we just, like, pull out a plastic container and, like, well... (laughs) this goes in a box i guess right i mean at the end of the day nothing beats a really solid giant tupperware box so true or whatever so true like a big bin throw it in not clear not rainbow (laughs) no achieves greatness um i wanted to i at one point now i can't find it at one point i had pulled up their biographies on their website mm-hmm. um because some of them 
are silly. Oh boy. So Clea has children named Stella Blue and Sutton Gray. I hate that. Enjoy that. <laughs> no, thank um, you. Her guilty pleasures are Harry Potter, Target trips, and Disneyland. I don't. I really don't feel guilty about any of these, though. Mm. Mm-hmm. Her pet peeve is bad grammar, loud chewers, and glitter. She doesn't strike me as a Disney person, and I'm a little like offended by that. But she she doesn't like. She loves Disney and hates glitter. She she kind of looks like a theater kid, so I'm not shocked about be. the Disney thing. She kind of looks. I don't know. So the other one. Uh, that was Clea, yeah. to be clear. And her kids' names are normal. I'm not going to put them on blast. Her guilty <laughs> pleasure is, well, it's Miles Reed and Marlo Aaron. Mm, fair enough. Not, I mean, yeah. fine. Um, her guilty pleasure is drive through Starbucks and dark chocolate. Why drive through? Yeah, Why not I don't just know. Starbucks? Like, <laughs> what? Um, and for both of them, their oh her pet peeves are so many words like moist. Sure. So sure, and both of them, their biggest stress is flying and flying with each other. Okay. So, I guess they're soulmates. I guess so. I mean, it did strike me a little bit as like, what if us, but. <laughs> Home organizing. <laughs> I think we would have a better home organizing show. It wouldn't look as pretty, though. <laughs> like, I guarantee you, the aesthetic wouldn't be there. No. It would be more practical. It we would be way more practical. We would I think have a most lot of people would be happier with store. it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I think I worked miracles with my unusable upstairs bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) That bathroom is, like, actually a stress point for me. I think between... that it exists. (laughs) Between that bathroom and the cave, which is our basement pantry, I feel like I deserve some kind of, like, Your basement pantry is very impressive. It's very good. It has a cleaning side and a food side. It does. And never the two shall mix. No. <laughs> and it's it has transitioned very effectively into my soap making area. So it's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. There's so much soap curing. And now that I don't buy single-use plastic cleaning products, mm-hmm. I have an entire shelf now that's available for soaping. You do. <laughs> <laughs> that would be like, that would have to be one of the like four steps of our terrible home organizing show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Yeah. But anyway, any other thoughts about no, home edit? I think that's it. I it, I think I'd maybe watch more of it. I find all of the personalities including their assistants to be pretty insufferable. But I I mean, it's watchable. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, like, it, they do give you some ideas. Like, I was reminded of some stuff I had wanted to do. Right. Um, in terms of organizing, like, I want to get back to some stuff I that had been left unfinished the last time I did all of my pantries. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a good reminder. I do 
I think find this genre interesting. I wouldn't yes. mind like seeing a few more iterations of these. Like not a lot. We don't need like a Chip and Joanna Gaines HGTV no. situation all over no. again. But no. a, a handful more or like more seasons I'm fine with. This was fine. I didn't find them like that insufferable. They were definitely like Instagram nightmares. Yeah. In person, but I, that was kind of what I was signing up for, so it was okay. <laughs> so that's fine. I think I like. I think you'd need a large variety of people in the genre because the principles always amount to the same thing: throw away your shit and put your shit away. Yep, that's all organizing is. Yeah. But what I've learned from researching home organizing on the internet, which is one of my pastimes, is that there are like different takes on the best way to contain stuff right. and. It's one of those things where, like, because there's so many different types of houses and so many different lifestyles, and you need, like, a, a variety of perspectives. Yeah. I also I like... a funny anecdote. Okay. Um, there was a tweet a few weeks ago that was something about, like, Chrissy Teigen had just had her pantry reorganized or some shit. Mm-hmm. And so someone got on Twitter... And was spouting off about how this is something only rich people can do, and having an organized pantry is a sign of your privilege, and blah, blah, blah. And it was mm-hmm. one of those funny moments on Twitter where it, like, so social justices itself that it, like, <laughs> breaks the machine. <laughs> oh, no. Because it's like, I'm sorry, but poor people can put away their pasta in a tidy manner. Like, it was this, like, 16-tweet thread about how oh, if you're God. poor and working three jobs and you don't have time to put everything away neatly, you're just going to be throwing stuff on shelves. And the point that, like, you can't buy a bunch of baskets is well taken. But yeah. the rest of it was nonsense. I was like, when I was poor and working a million jobs at the same time, <laughs> I sure as fuck had a very organized <laughs> pasta shelf. Right. (laughs) Yeah, organizing inherently is not, like, that exclusive. No, there's nothing about, like, being clean and organized that is, like, class-specific. It's inherently. Yeah. Other than maybe having perfectly stacked Oreos in glass jars with custom fonts. (laughs) (laughs) That I'll give you. God. (laughs) Um, the one thing I did really appreciate about this show was that it was not so, like, emotional, heartstring tugging as Marie Kondo's was. Like, it was a lot more, aside from the celebrity thing that was kind of annoying to me, the regular people stuff was like, I don't know, my closet's messy. Fix it. It wasn't so heavy on the, like story about like why psychologically what trauma happened to them to make them have yes. a messy closet <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> they literally could not give less of a fuck about the people or the stuff in the house no they literally are just like there to put it in boxes and leave right and there is something nice about that level of distance yeah there sure <laughs> is anyway um If you have more thoughts about organizing or the container store or the home edit specifically, you can tweet them to us at hatewatchwithus. 
You can send us an email at heywatchwithus at gmail.com. You can visit our website and submit thoughts that way at heywatchwithus.com. And you can also tell us about that in your five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Please. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely want home organizing information in our reviews. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Last week, we talked about leaving reviews that are in the style of um real estate listings and i think this that your home organizing recommendations via five star review really go hand in hand yeah i think that'd be great yeah do you want to tell them about all the other podcasts that are contained in their own individual plastic boxes in our podcast? Uh, our podcast is part of a podcast system which might also be known as a network and this particular podcasting system is the Thought Bubble Audio Network, and they contain shows <laughs> such as Beer with Geeks and Academy Re- Rewind <laughs> and other shows that are less about homes and more about content, but will um, give you some kind of aesthetic pleasure, I'm sure, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> personal aesthetic maybe um and you can find them over at thoughtbubble fm on twitter thoughtbubbleaudio.com thoughtbubbleaudio at gmail.com or you can search them on patreon and give them money so that they can pay for the container store of podcasting yeah sure <laughs> sure <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, I think we're gonna put this episode into its own dedicated box and call it a day. <laughs> Time to make a zone for this podcast. First, I will have to edit. I'm gonna just <laughs> see myself out now. Yeah, no kidding. All right, goodbye. Bye. Bye.